Welcome to the Finding Clarity Podcast, featuring Dr. George Cannon. This podcast is a ministry of the Kerwinsville Christian Church. Finding Clarity seeks to answer your questions about Christianity. Here's George as he looks at this week's question. Welcome to the Finding Clarity Podcast. This is George Cannon, and you are listening to episode 133. The Finding Clarity Podcast is a podcast ministry of the Kerwinsville Christian Church where we seek to answer questions that you might have about Christianity and the Christian life. So each week we put together a podcast and answer a question that you might find yourself commonly wrestling with, or maybe it's a question that somebody has asked you and you don't have an answer. And these are typically questions that you wouldn't necessarily get an answer for if you were listening in a morning service or in Sunday school or in a Bible study. So we try to use this podcast to help our church in grasping some things about their faith and their walk with Jesus. And today we're going to be addressing a question that really is relevant to each and every one of us because maybe you have struggled with this or you know somebody who is struggling with this right now. And we're going to talk about why do so many people struggle with a lack of faith? Why do so many people struggle with a lack of faith? So how we're going to approach our question today is is we're first going to look at the struggle that people are having with their faith. And we're going to see that it's a struggle with many causes, a struggle with many causes. And then once we've examined those points, we're then going to talk about the nature of true faith, the nature of true faith and what's expected there. And the reason why we're going to talk about that is because you're going to find that a lot of people have a wrong concept of faith, and that's why they're struggling. So let's get right into it. So we're going to talk about A struggle with many causes, a struggle with many causes. The first thing I want you to understand is this, is that the struggle with a lack of faith is very real. The struggle with a lack of faith is very real. So when you see somebody who's struggling with a lack of faith, you need to understand that for that person, it's a very real issue. It's not just a cop-out. It's not just a momentary struggle. It's that they are truly struggling with having faith in God or having faith in Christianity or having faith, period. In fact, it's so real. Right now, it's very common, especially among younger believers, to see them basically come out and say, that they are deconstructing their faith, or that's the seems to be the way that it's being presented today. They're walking away from the faith. They're saying they don't believe. Because the struggle with for them, the lack of faith was very real. And it's not something that you can just give a simplistic answer for. We like to say simply, just simply believe. Well, that's not going to work with the issue of having a lack of faith. And that's because of this second point. The struggle can evolve from many causes. 
The struggle with a lack of faith can evolve from many causes. So when you see people who are struggling with their faith, you can't just take a blanket approach and say, oh, here's what you need to do. Well, because the reasons for their struggle are different. Each person may be struggling with a lack of faith because of one reason, another person is because of this reason. And while they're all struggling with their faith, the causes of that are different. They're from different places. So here's what I want you to see is some of the things that are causing people to struggle in their faith. So here's my third point. We want to believe, but we cannot see it happening. We want to believe, but we cannot see it happening. In fact, that's what we see recorded in the Gospel of Mark. Remember, the man who comes to Jesus and wants to have Jesus do a healing. And notice what it says in chapter 9, verse 23. And Jesus said to him, If you can believe... All things are possible to him who believes. And listen to what verse 24 says. And immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. So here's a guy who's saying, Lord, I believe in you, but I just can't see this happening. I can't see you raising up my daughter from the dead. And so... One of the things of why people are struggling with their faith is they want to believe. They want to believe that God is real. They want to believe that God can do it, but they can't, we can't see it happening. They can't see it happening. Here's, here's another thing. We find that what we have faith in is actually an empty shell of belief. We find that what we have faith in is actually an empty shell of belief. This happens among folks who've been raised in Christianity since they were a child. Maybe they accepted Jesus as a child and they were taught what to believe. And so all of their faith has been grounded in a set of beliefs or doctrines. So then when a crisis comes and they need the real Jesus to show up, they struggle because what they find is, is that their faith isn't based on the very real Jesus whom they should be believing in. It's based on this set of doctrine or creeds that they were given. And they find that their faith is in basically an empty shell. There's nothing there. There's no substance there. And so they struggle. Here's the fifth thing I want you to see about this issue. We don't trust God to answer. The reason why we struggle with a lack of faith is, bottom line, we don't trust God to answer it. We don't trust God to deal with that problem. We perceive the problem to be bigger than our God. All right, which brings me to the next point. We trust our perceptions of reality rather than the truth of God's word. See, we operate by sight. I'll, I'll just be honest with you. We operate by our perceptions of the world, which are oftentimes based on our experiences or what we see. Oftentimes when you talk about having faith, you're talking about having faith in God whom you don't see and having faith in what his word says, but you don't know the reality of that. And so you struggle with a lack of faith because 
having faith sometimes seems contradictory to what you're seeing. Here's the next point I want you to see. We're unsettled by our sin. Sometimes the struggle with a lack of faith goes right to the heart of the issue that maybe we are in sin. See, sin unsettles you. Sin causes a rift in your relationship with Jesus. And so the reason why you're struggling with a lack of faith is because maybe you're holding on to an issue that you know has created a problem in your relationship with Christ. And so you can't trust him because you know that there is a problem. Here's the final thing I want you to see. We're unsettled by unbelief. Remember earlier, we talked earlier about the, the father who said to Jesus, you know, I believe, Lord, but help my unbelief. All of us struggle with some level of unbelief, and that unbelief can cause us to have a lack of faith. Listen to what James says in James chapter 1, verses 6 through 8. But let him ask in faith without doubting, for he who doubts is like the wave of a sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is double-minded, unstable, in all of his ways. So here we see another reason for the possibility of a lack of faith is because of simply not believing, not trusting. We are sitting on the fence, so to speak. So that's why so many people are struggling with a lack of faith. So when you think about all of those issues that I've brought out here, when you think about the fact that we want to believe but we can't see it happen, We find that our faith is actually built on something and it's just an empty shell of belief. We don't trust God to answer us. Our perceptions of reality uh, seem more real than, quote, our faith and trust in God's word. We're unsettled by sin. We're unsettled by unbelief. No one answer is going to answer all of those different issues. No simply believe is going to solve the problem. But... I think you need to understand what the nature of faith is. Because oftentimes we have a misperception of what faith is. And I need to make some points here because you might hear somebody on the TV saying, well, if you have enough faith, God will do this. Uh, that's, That's actually not true, folks. But there is something that you need to understand about faith. Okay, so there's five things that I want to point out here, okay? First of all, this is what oftentimes skeptics or critics of Christianity will say, but faith is not belief without proof. Faith is not belief without proof. See, the skeptic would say that you and I are saying that we don't need proof, we don't need hard evidence, we don't need anything to validate, we just simply need to believe. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, that's not true faith. True faith is not belief without proof, okay? True faith is not belief without proof. Here's the second thing I want you to see. Faith is more than just simple belief. Remember the answer that we give to people? Just simply believe. Well, you know what? 
at a time when I was younger, I believed in a tooth fairy. And when a tooth fell out of my head or a dentist pulled a tooth out of my mouth because of a cavity, you know, I would put my tooth under my pillow and, and believe that the tooth fairy was going to show up and give me, at that time he gave you a quarter, I think these days it might be a buck or two, but the reality was is that faith is more than just a child simply believing in something. Faith is a whole lot more than that. In fact, the writer of Hebrews in chapter 11 verse 1 says this, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So faith is trusting in something that we haven't seen, but we know to be true because we've been told it. We've been told by the one who is alive to believe these things. And who is that? Jesus. So here's the next thing I want you to see about faith. Faith moves beyond perception to trusting in Jesus Christ. Faith moves beyond perception. Perception is what? What I see, what I feel, what I touch, what I know by experience. Faith moves beyond that to trusting in Jesus Christ. Listen to what 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says. For we walk by faith, not by sight. So I live my life not by what I perceive, because oftentimes what I perceive is actually false, but rather I live by faith. Faith in who? Jesus. Jesus Christ. Not a doctrine. Jesus Christ. In fact, that brings me to my next point. True faith is not based on a creed or a doctrine, but on a person. True faith is not based on a creed or a doctrine, but on a person. Again, listen to what the writer of Hebrews says in chapter 11, verse 6. For, but with but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So notice something here. The, the, the writer isn't saying that how you please God is by believing in a doctrine or a belief. Or a lot of times we like to say, well, you need to believe the Bible. You know, the Bible is important. But I'll be honest with you. Most of early Christianity was because of the testimony of those who saw Jesus, not because they gave someone a Bible. Do you understand? It's a person. So you have to come to God and believe that he is. You have to come to God and believe that he is. You have to come to God and believe that Jesus is the Son of God and that he interacts in your life, that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Now, how do I reinforce faith? Well, here's what I want you to see, the final point. Faith is reinforced by God's word. Faith is reinforced by God's word. So, then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's what Paul records in Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Well, I say, wait a minute, George, I thought you just said faith isn't based on a creed or a doctrine or just saying, I believe the Bible. No, no, faith is based on the person, but the Bible reinforces that faith in a person by showing me who Jesus is, by allowing me to interact with him. That's where faith is reinforced. 
Okay. All right. So let's get back to our original question. Why do so many people struggle with a lack of faith? I'm going to say, first of all, that probably the primary issue is what they have faith in. Did you hear me? The primary issue is what they have faith in. So if you have faith in a doctrine, but yet you're facing a crisis, it's not the doctrine that's going to get you through the crisis. It's the person of Jesus. So oftentimes the struggle is with what you have faith in. And so the key is having faith in the person and getting to know the person and interacting with the person. And how do you do that? With the word of God. Now, for some of you, the struggle is deep. It's going to take some time. So my encouragement for you is this. Seek him. Reach out to him. Ask him to show himself real in your life. And when he does that, you'll see your faith and your trust grow. Something to think about. The Finding Clarity podcast is really an opportunity to answer questions that you and I might have about Christianity and the Christian life. So you're saying, okay, George, I got a question. How do I get it to you? Well, there are several ways that you can do that. Number one, you can call the church. Our phone number is 814-236-1622. And just simply leave a message and say, hey, George, got a question. Can you answer it? You can contact us through our church website, Kerwinsville Christian org. Simply go to the contact page. You'll see a method there in which you will be able to submit a question to us and we'll be able to answer it. You might also want to go to Facebook, facebook.com slash Finding Clarity Podcast. We encourage you to like the page so you can keep up with the podcast. But through the page, you can either write on our wall or direct message us there. We'll get your question and we'll see about answering it here on the podcast. Now, Next week, we're going to continue on looking at another question with reference to something that we've been told to do by Jesus with regards to our Christian lives. And it has to do with what we are looking for in this life. And so here's the question we're going to look at next week. What does it mean to seek first the kingdom of God? What does it mean to seek first the kingdom of God? Until next week, take care.